Hey everybody, what's up? Just to let everybody know that we recorded this week's guest uh, from Skype to a cell phone, which means that they were contacting us via cell phone. So the audio gets a little weird at times. Uh, sorry, I know, it's it's just me being odd. Also, John, feel free to fall asleep this week. We will not be offering our tax services this time. More about that later. Carry on. Hello, everybody. Hello. Lately, we've received letters asking about what people in this country know and think about the various riddles scientists are working on. Well, for instance, the Bermuda Triangle. Well, for instance, unidentified the flying objects, various lake monsters, monsters, and last but not least, monsters, the so-called abominable snowman. The so-called abominable snowman. Just by way of explanation, this so-called snowman is called Sasquatch in Canada. Since that's what the local Indians first named the beings they claim to have come across for centuries. Well, for instance, the Bermuda Triangle. I know what I experienced. Unidentified flying objects. And there was this light flashing, uh, a white fluorescent light pulsating in the sky. And that's what this looks like, and it's pulsating. And it's just kind of freaky, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah, it's not lightning in just a single area like a strobe light would do. It's doing it to the whole horizon. Asking about what people in this country know and about what about the various riddle scientists are working on. You want to start the show this time? You just did. Idiot. How does this work? Do I talk first? Do you talk first? Why well, talk first? So I guess I ruined that, didn't I? <laughs> you did. Uh, hey everybody, welcome back. Uh this show. Huh, this is this is something. Um not everybody that listens to this show is gonna get the importance of what this is for us, because a lot of you people out there I realize are new. Way, way back in the day, before we were podcasting, we used to listen to another podcast called Erie Radio. That show has since moved on and changed and Whatever has happened and so forth. Um, but there was a chat room in there. Uh, this was back in the day when they were, I should say, forums. Back in the day before Facebook was what it was and social media was what it was. And you had forums. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody would post in that forum. I was there. I was a lurker. I really didn't participate all that much until up till the show came to the end of its original demise. Yeah, me neither. Uh, no, not really. You were in there because you, you were in yeah. quite active in that page. <laughs> yep. Um, which is how I knew who you were before before I even talked to you. I knew who you were. Sorry. Um, so a lot of our listeners that we've gotten um, migrated over with us from the Erie Radio days. So um, there was a particular individual in there that went by the term Lili Mama. And she would very frequently write into Erie Radio and the 13 Skulls with um, a large and wide range of unusual and strange stories. Now, this is, well, we've been around for six years. I think Erie came to an end in that form. I have to be clear about that. If you detect that I'm walking on eggshells, I kind of am, but I won't go into reasons why. But um, they ended in... And I'm not saying anything at all. (laughs) Just saying that alone, we're going to catch grief, but we don't want to go into don't any care. of that. <laughs> so anyways, um, Lili Mama was someone who was very active in that community, and everybody that was in those forums, we really we knew her. I knew of her. She didn't know me. But you knew her. Yep. So as time passed, uh, time moves on. We do our show, our show, 13 Skulls, TJ, big influence on us and stuff. He gets out of podcasting. He moves on, becomes a family man and so forth. Uh, he would frequently send. She would frequently send stories into mm. his show. 
um, we were recording our Patreon episode uh, with uh, Manny uh, right before, right after the holidays. We did our last Patreon show, and off, off the air, Manny brought up Lily Mama and said, hey, I would love to hear her stories. And then it turned into, wow, I wonder whatever happened to her, because she just kind of vanished into the community. And uh, fortunately, uh, Brittany, and I will use the name Brittany, uh, she was... Uh, <laughs> her name is Stars, for those who don't know. Sorry, remember. sweetheart. We do love you dearly. Uh, but it was like, hey, get a hold of this person, get a hold of that person. Let's see if we can let's see if we can track Lily down. And we did. And it was like, hey, um, we'd like you to come on here and tell your stories because quite some time ago we put out a call saying we want to hear from people and their stories. And slowly but surely we've been getting back into that. And as we talked about last week, both you and myself, we we had some conversations on the computer and off the air about the state of the show and things that we did and did not want to do with it. <clears throat> and. We wanted to get back to a lot of our earlier roots and where we were learning stuff and exploring different things and things that we like to do with the show. And we put the call out, hey, we want to hear from people's experiences and talk to other people that are out there. And we're looking for the more unusual stuff. Well, Lily fits that category. In so spades. we have no idea what's going to be said tonight, what's going to happen or anything like that. Usually record our pre-shows before the shows, you know, after the show. We record our pre and our post after the show and discuss whatever. This time we have no idea what we're about ready to walk into. No clue at all. Um, the good news is, is if you weren't a listener of Erie Radio back in those days, don't worry about it. Uh, stick around and listen to what she's got to say. And if you're somebody who likes hearing these stories, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. Nope. <laughs> so, uh, is there anything else that we have to say before we jump into this? Because you wanted to do the pre, the pre before we before we actually started recording like that. So did you have yep. anything you want to say? Nope. Let's go. <laughs> okay. And we will see you guys at the other side. Bye-bye. Okay, so, as we said in the opening of all this, uh, we have Lily Mama with us tonight. You're from Massachusetts. Uh, you, mm -hmm. We've known you for a long time. Yeah, I've known you. You didn't know me, but you know Lobo, and Lobo knew you. And a lot of the people mm -hmm. that are listening right now are, are probably from those old Erie days. And I, I put up the thing on our Facebook page saying, all of you old Erie folks, you're going to want to listen to this. You know, because I know a lot of people are going to hear you and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know, blah, 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 which is great. But we also have a lot of new listeners out there who weren't around back then or don't know about any of that kind of stuff. So they're going to be hearing your stuff for the first time. So okay. um, we're not going to use your real name. I'm just going to refer to you as Lily, uh, for a whole bunch of sure. different reasons. Um, so mm -hmm. just, uh, you're from Massachusetts and from here, just tell mm -hmm. us about yourself and then however we get into this, we'll just go from there. No problem. Um, been a chef for God knows over 20 years. And then I started, uh, started teaching and, um, just love the kids. And, um, from when I was younger till now, just had a ton of experiences that I just couldn't explain or, and couldn't wrap my head around and some years ago um 2008 nine right around there i happened to have been listening to some podcasts and 
came across Erie Radio and came across uh, TJ with uh, 13 Skulls and um, started to hear about a lot of experience that people were having. So I was like, all right, I'm scared poopless, but I'm going to share. I'm going to share some of the experience that I had. And it started off with the shadow people experience. And then it started, you know, there's a second one, then a third one. And then, you know, when my mom passed away and then the alien encounter, fairies, you name it. it, the experiences run the gamut. And it was, I can remember the first time just ex- expressing myself and finally getting it out there that I didn't know that there was any such thing as a, as a shadow person until I started reading the experiences and listening to the experience. I'm like, holy crap, that happened to me to the nth power and, and to the, you know, it, craziness. Let's just put it that way, just craziness. So it was nice to finally get it out. And I can remember just tearing up and getting choked up because every time I would um, tell one of the experiences, um, I think I was crying a lot only because it just felt so good to get it off my chest and that someone didn't think I was crazy. So that's why I didn't mind sharing. And then I just kept listening and listening and sharing more and more. Well, Mr. Sharon, sweetheart, we think you're crazy. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm completely kidding. All right. So listen, I've been a chef for a long time. We're all crazy. So. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a big family. You are of the Christian faith. Um, mm-hmm. You you have a job where you relate to a lot of kids and other families and things like that. I'm assuming. Um, mm-hmm. Let's start with your earliest experience that had the most significance with you. Now you've brought up shadow people, so that sounds like it was mm-hmm. the big trigger for all of this. Tell us about the shadow the shadow person experience. I think that. That wasn't where it began. I mean, it began way before that, but that was the most traumatic experience that I ever had besides dealing with my mom and, and wanting to, you know, kill myself. And she kind of, I had a dream visitation where she had visited me. But the shadow people experience, that that was the the worst of the worst. And what I could not wrap my head around when listening to other people's experiences and reading their experiences, how some of them said, oh, they weren't frightening. Maybe they're just, you know, ghosts that, you know, for whatever. And I'm like, no, this, what I went through was beyond traumatic. I can remember being about 17, 17 years old or so. And I was just starting to go out with my now husband. And believe it or not, it's, it's, it's crazy that when you look at stuff through hindsight, um, all the uh, synchronicities, Um, he had an apartment, a one room apartment that was on Waverly street. Ha ha. And, um, it was on the second floor and I can just remember feeling really, uh, like someone was watching me all the time when I would go and visit him. Well, he worked the third shift. So I would go there and cook for him and, and, um, and then just kind of lay, lay next to him until he fell asleep. And then I would, you know, either walk home or, or call a cab home after 10 o'clock. So I can remember um, going there and again, always feeling watched and whatnot. Um, Occasionally I would take a shower there because I live with my auntie at the time and half the time there was no hot water. So, you know, I would go there and I always feel like someone was watching me, but the door was locked and so on and so forth. So all that being said, I can remember laying down and falling asleep and waking up from a dream into a dream. Now, I don't know how many people are out there, but I have a crazy ability of being able to know when I'm dreaming while I'm dreaming and also to dream within dreams. So 
that movie Inception, I really could understand what it was. I, I really couldn't understand why other people couldn't grasp the idea of dreaming within dreams because I did it all the time. And when I knew I was dreaming, I could actually control them um, for the most part. In this experience, I could not. So I remember laying down and I was uh, not fully on my back, but I was kind of leaning on my right side and the bed was up against the wall. The headboard was up against the wall, kind of in an L shape. And to the, to the, if you're walking in through the door, uh, it was to the right. Now to give you a perspective, from, from my perspective, I'm laying down on the bed and to the left is, is my boyfriend, now husband, and he's laying down, he's facing the wall. If I'm looking to the right, there's a little tiny TV stand that's maybe uh, 12 inch by 12 inch with a little tiny six inch black and white TV. And that was the only light that lit up the room. To the right is a dresser where there was a little hot plate. And if you're looking from the laying down position, you're looking at the door and to the left of that is the end of the bed and a small closet. So I remember dreaming. And when I tried to wake up from the dream, it was just all black. It was blackness. And I was a little scared. I realized I was dreaming. So I, you know, tried to force myself to wake up. And when I woke up, I woke up into another dream that was, again, blackness. Now, I never experienced that before. So it scared me. So I just kept trying to wake up, trying to wake up. And when I finally woke up, I opened my eyes and I couldn't move. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me at 17. So I'm looking around, looking around. And when I look at the edge of the bed, the end of the bed, to my absolute and utter horror, I see the outline of a blacker than black shadow person. Now, I never heard of anything like this. I never knew of anybody that had this type of experience. I never saw anything like that on TV or the movie, so I had no perspective. Um, when I saw this thing at the end of the bed, and the only way that I could describe it is if you had Spider-Man and he was completely black, and he wasn't wearing any clothes, there was no facial, facial features, if you will, again, blacker than black, and I couldn't see through him to the uh, closet that was behind him. So it really freaked me out. What freaked me out even more is that I couldn't move. So if you can imagine having straws in your nose um, I couldn't open my mouth, and it was hard to breathe. And this thing just kind of tilted its head and looked at me and tilted its head and looked at me. And all I could do was, with my mouth closed, just scream at the top of my lungs on the inside. Sleep paralysis? So I was completely, I could not move. Yeah, sleep paralysis completely. Again, I never felt it before. I didn't know what was going on. All I felt was that I was going to die. I knew for sure, I was not dreaming because, again, I know when I'm dreaming, people can talk crap about me. They can say, well, this or that. Listen, I know what I know what I know. I'm not an idiot. Um, <laughs> then I'm looking around. You're just so, you're so Massachusetts, I swear. Go ahead. <laughs> not just Massachusetts. Puerto so, Rican no, too. so new England. See, she's, got that, she's got that, you know, that attitude, you know. But go ahead, sweetheart. It's okay. <laughs> Well, half of me, my, my dad is Puerto Rican and my mom's Swedish, Polish, and Russian. Oh, boy. So I was born in you know, Boston, like so I got similar that. Similar bloodline to mine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a whole lot of something, something, I tell you what. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking around. All of a sudden, this thing disappears. So my eyes, I can't move, so I'm looking all like crazy. I can't find this thing. And I'm screaming, and all of a sudden I stop screaming to try to, where the hell is this thing? And I look up, and again, to my absolute horror, my stomach sinks, my heart almost stops. And I see this thing, 
Oof, wow. It, it just kind of relived it for a sec. I see this thing crouched, and all I could explain is a Spider-Man kind of, you know the three-point, uh, when they're crouching down, when they go for a landing in the martial art movies and they land in that three-point stance, where he's got the hand in between his uh, bent legs, but he's stuck upside down on the ceiling. Does yeah, that like, make sense? Yeah, I know what you're talking. It's like a gargoyle, like a gargoyle stance. Yes, yes. But again, it's like the shadow person that's like Spider-Man. And I see the thing, and again, I just, <gasps> you know, just screaming on the inside, but no one can hear me. And I'm trying to call out to my boyfriend, you know, my husband now. I'm like, he's not waking up. I, I can't move. I'm screaming. I can't breathe. I'm like, this is, I'm going to die. This is, this is how I'm going to die. This is so effed up, but I'm going to die like this. And the thing just felt like, all I could think is that it's feeding off of my fear. And it turns its head, and it turns its head and kind of just looks at me like it's like absorbing all this. It's the craziest thing. So just when I think it can't get any worse, this thing starts to come at me in lightning speed with its hand outreached towards me and to my, again, horror, like I couldn't even think it could get any worse. I feel the thing plop down in between my husband and I and begin to spoon me. Okay. <laughs> it's Ugh. left hand, yeah, its head, its cold head is kind of laying kind of on my ear and its left hand I see it go before my eyes, and I notice that its black hand, its fingers were webbed, and it goes over my mouth and just under my nose. I didn't notice any smell, but I felt the absolute cold from it and the cold from it, and I could feel the pressure up against my body, and I'm screaming to no end. I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to die like this, and I can't move, and um, again, the... I could feel the pressure up against me, and this this nasty ass thing is just spooning me. So finally, um, it dawns. For some reason, I think about it dawns on me that I should just call out to the name of Jesus, and and I'm like, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, <laughs> help me, Jesus, and I'm just screaming on the inside again, and uh, it lets go and it disappears, and now I can freely move. And I spring up out of the bed, and my husband who didn't know any of this was going on, is like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm off like a prom dress, buddy. I'm out of here. I get dressed and I, <laughs> I get out of there. I'm like, I don't want nothing to do with this place. I don't ever want to come back to this place. Screw this. It was the most, one of the most horrible experiences I could, I could ever remember. And, um, and then I had two other experiences, uh, shadow per- person experiences after that. But that one, besides the one with my son, is, is one of the most hor- horrible, horrible Shadow, uh, shadow experiences I've ever had. So, Oof. does that yeah. have you had more than that, or was that the only one? No, um, the second one was uh, I was in my late, I want to say my late twenties, early thirties, and it was at the house that I'm in now. Oh no, my bad. That was when we moved, and my son was about three or four years old. That was at the place at Allen Street. And that place was crazy, crazy haunted. And uh, that place, I mean, that was, we could go on for about three hours with the experience I had at that horrible place. I'm convinced that that had a portal or, or something. I don't know. Just, again, hindsight with all the crap that happened. I can remember laying in bed, and um, the two bedrooms had uh, like a, 
a doorway in between the two where my son's bedroom and then our bedroom was. So when, if, if you're coming through the door, you would see my son's little bed, toddler bed against the wall. And if you take a left through the doorway, uh, the open doorway with no door, there would be my bed, which it was against the wall. So if you're laying down in the bed and looking in front of you, there was a window and outside of the window, there was a street light. And because the street light was so bright, I had room darkening shades. However, my broke ass couldn't afford the ones to fit the whole window. So we had these two <laughs> strings of light on either side of them. There was about two inches on either side of the window. So, okay. So I can remember um, sleeping and one day I woke up and I could not move. And all the memories from the prior experience when I was 17 flooded back into my head. And I'm like, what? the hell not again oh my god not again well I didn't think the call to God or nothing because again I was so scared and now I have a new factor into this which is my son who's laying in the other in the adjoining room in his little toddler bed and I look straight in front of me and I see a different kind of shadow person this particular one his head sweet Jesus his head went past the top of the window frame and it was bald again, again, no clothes, but it was blacker than black. And the thing had like pointy Spock ears. It was very strange. And it paced back and forth while glaring at me. Again, I did not see any eyes or mouth or features or anything like that. But the thing kept passing back and forth in front of my bed, glaring at me. And I couldn't hear it, but I felt it saying, you're not seeing what you're seeing. You're not seeing what you're seeing. You're not seeing what you're seeing. And the crazy thing is, them cheap-ass window shades that didn't keep all the light out made it much more terrifying because as it passed in front of the window and passed the bar of street light, it would block out, completely block out the street light. And then it would do this. So it was almost like blinking because it would just pass back and forth. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, what do I do? I'm, I, I can't think straight. I'm confused. I could not remember, you know, how to pray or how to ask God for help or anything. Until I hear my son start to whimper in the other room. And I hear him say, <laughs> Mommy. And somehow I could speak. And I say, baby, what's wrong? Because I didn't want to scare him of what I was seeing. You know, I didn't know if he could see what I saw because it was it would be out of his, his uh, line of sight because the way his toddler bed was up against the window, he'd be facing his window and not facing me. So when he said, <laughs> mommy, and I said, what, baby, what's wrong? He said, there's something in my room. And I was like, oh, hell no. I summoned every single part of my mama bareness plus Puerto Rican plus I'm going to whoop something's ass. And I get up and I fly over to his bed. Now all fear is gone. I don't know how I broke through this. I have to I ask, run did you have the little foam bed. rubber shoe in your hand? Did you have the little foam rubber? <laughs> the yeah. chanclet? Yeah, the chanclet. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I should have had some chancletas. I would have whipped the demon's ass with chancleta. I'll tell you what. I would have opened up a whole six pack of whoop ass. I would have got the palito from the street and the chancleta. Oh some rice and beans for my son afterwards. Oh, you don't even oh. know. 
So I run over to my son and I kneel down by him and I say, it's okay, baby. It's okay. And I just stop praying. I'm like, wherever you are, I command you in the name of Jesus to leave out of this house. You are now welcome in this house. You have to leave now. You have to obey me. You know, I have all the authority in, in the name of Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden you could feel the, the air just get lighter. Here's the clicker. My son looks up at my face and holds me. He says, Mommy, can you put the church music on? I said, okay, baby. I used to have this little cassette. It used to say, uh, they still sell it uh, on the pod, um, what do you call it, the, the iTunes. It's called Sleep Sound in Jesus. And he used to love to listen to that. And now I realize why. I said, why? Oh, okay, baby, I'll put the music on. He says, yeah, they don't like it when you put the church music on. Implying that this has happened before. Well, implying, yeah. So my stomach sunk even more, and I just wanted to cry. All my hair stood up on the end. My hair that I straightened is now curly again. I was freaking out. (laughs) I could not believe it. So, of course, I put it on, and then, you know, I just... I just I couldn't believe that he had said that and uh, kind of freaked me out. So when he he had saw he saw the same thing that I did. So I everything was making me wonder. I, you know, I asked him years and years later if he had, you know, if he remembered that happening. He said no, he didn't remember. So let's move on because you've you've had two experiences now that are sleep related. So the obvious skeptical yep. thing to say was, well, she's having sleep paralysis. These are dreams, so forth and so on. You can say, no, mm-hmm. I was dreaming, blah, blah. So that's an argument that's not going to go anywhere. So from there, talk to me about some of your experiences that you had that weren't directly involving sleep where you were wide awake and conscientious and aware of what was going on. Have you had ghost experiences, UFO experiences, Sasquatch experiences, you know, um, do you have, have your experiences run the gambit? And if so, start well, telling me about yeah. the ones where you're awake. Well, this one is a little bit sleep related, but it was probably the most profound experience I've ever had in my entire lifetime. And that's the one that I had told TJ um, and some of the Erie crew was that um, when my mom had passed in 2005, it was tough for me. It was, it was hard. My, um, my mom and I were really, really close. And she had pretty much anything and everything, neuropathy, so she couldn't really walk right. She had had the gastric bypass, blah, 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 anything you can name it. You know, she, she probably had it. And she had also fallen a couple of times, uh, different times where she had broken her hip and then went to rehab, and then she'd be okay for a while, and then she would drink, and then she would fall and break her hip again, and I would save her each time. Well, the last time um, I had, uh, I was at, um, I was at work, and we were working a whole lot of hours, and my mom and I kind of got in a little bit of an argument because she was drinking a lot, because she was sad because her husband died of cancer, my, my stepdad, and I didn't really have a to- enough time to, you know, keep checking on her and whatnot because, again, we were working like 80 hours a week back then before I started teaching. And I had just gotten a horrible feeling. Now, I've had premonition before. I've had dreams that come true before um, that, you know, some of my family would call me a bruja. And I'm like, dude, I'm not a bruja. Just shut up. You're just yeah. freaked out about what I dreamed about. about that. And <laughs> um, so... I had a bad, bad feeling on a, on a Wednesday. And again, it continued. I tried to call her, but you know, she wasn't answering the phone. I thought maybe she was just mad at me. 
And then on that Saturday, I had worked real late. So Sunday, I had got up and I said, I, I told my husband, I, I got to go. It was, again, 2005. And I said, I got to go see my mom. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Something's not right. So I go over there and I'm banging on the door, banging on the door. Uh, she had the chain lock on. So somehow I got to maneuver it so that I got her off. And I go and the smell hit me. So they said that, you know, she was there for at least three days. Oh. So I had the... Awful, yeah. awful experience of having to deal with finding her and never getting to say goodbye. And and it was just horrible. And then having to clean the whole place by myself and the smell doesn't leave your nose for like a week. It's terrible. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Mm. And I, I truly feel terrible for anyone that has to find someone, you know, especially your mommy. And the place luckily had the air conditioning going, so that's maybe why the smell didn't go out into the hallway because she lived in one of those elderly high-rises on the... I don't even remember what floor she lived on. Isn't that awful? But um, after that had happened, I went into a really deep depression. And then it didn't help that, you know, the kick in the stomach was I had to bury bury her on my birthday. So uh, that fast-forward now to about a month later... And I was just, again, in a deep depression and I was contemplating, you know, killing myself. And I was, because I felt bad. I was like, why didn't I save her? You know, just a lot of things that, you know, you don't think rationally when you're in a deep depression, you know? I mean, now that I think about it, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I would never off myself. You know, I love life too much. And I remember falling asleep and I remember um, seeing my mom. Now, mind you, I didn't see a lot of pictures of my mommy when she was younger, um, I, I had one, but she didn't look happy in them. She just, she always was downcast. You know, she was abused when she was younger and, and um, she just, she didn't have a great family life growing up. And then with my dad, they ended up divorcing when I was three and, and she was just a very sad person, you know? And so I didn't really see any pictures of her happy, never mind young. So in this dream, I saw her. And when I saw her, all the light behind her was just so bright but it didn't hurt your eyes. It was kind of like when you go to the to the doctors and they have the x-ray and you put it up in that light box here, but it doesn't really hurt your eyes, but it's very bright. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the light that was around was just so bright. And um, it was just very, very loving. And, and it was my mommy. And I'm like, oh, my God, mommy. Oh, my God, it's you. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's you. And and she's jumping like she was on some invisible trampoline. I'm like, look at this bitch. She's jumping up and down. And she couldn't jump before. And I was looking at her all showing off, looking all cute and whatnot, all skinny. Because she was a big girl at one point until she lost the weight. So she just looks so young when she had passed in her in her early 50s she looked like she was 80 years old because of all the drinking and the troubles and everything she looked you know 30 years older than what she uh, actually was so to see her so young and pretty oh my god she was so beautiful and the beautiful blonde hair and she looked like about a buck 30 buck 40 she looked on point i was like go with your bad self mama jump go ahead <laughs> and uh and then I realized, I think I might be dreaming because this crap is too good to be true. And I didn't realize yet that she was dead. And I said, I think I'm dreaming. I'm starting to have all the sensations where I think I'm dreaming. So I go and there's a, a thing that I do where if I'm flying, um, I will try to jump. And on the third time, I'll become airborne. And then, you know, I kind of like if you're uh, in water and you're treading water, 
um, I kind of do that with regular air, and then I can fly and control my dreams, which is really cool. But and sometimes I'll go and slap myself. So on the third time I went to to slap myself, and my hand slowed down, and I was like, "Oh man, I'm dreaming, man. Oh come on, I'm like, my stop, just stop. Oh damn it." You're supposed to be dead. Damn it, this is a dream. Let me stop, stop, stop. And she stopped. And she kind of looked at me. And she didn't, her mouth didn't move. But she just kind of looked at me and just kind of, oh, you know, like the mom look that they give you. Like, oh, Lily, you know, oh, you know. And I just got upset. And I said, Mom, you need to stop because you're supposed to be dead. And this is a dream. So, yeah, you you need to go away and I need to wake up. So when I, uh, before I knew it, we were in my bed and I was still dreaming. And I, I knew that I was dreaming. And I was laying down and I was kind of facing her and she was kissing me on my forehead and I could smell her. Oh my God, I could smell her. Now my mommy, she smoked really crappy cigarettes and wore the sh- crappiest perfume. <laughs> it stunk so bad. I'm like, why do you wear this stuff? I buy you expensive stuff and you keep wearing red door. That's just nasty. Stop wearing it. But then she would smoke those liggets. They, they just smelt like, oh. like cancer already. I mean, oh. liggets and bad perfume. If to anybody else, this would smell disgusting. But to me, it was my mommy. Mm-hmm. And I smelled her. And when she went to kiss me, her hair kind of fell on my face. And I could feel her soft hair. She had very thin hair. And I smelled her. And I could feel the wetness of her lips on my forehead. And I just cried. And I'm like, oh, mommy, I miss you so much. I'm so sorry I didn't get to save you. I'm so sorry I didn't get to help you. And it was, uh, I was so grateful. I just kept telling her, thank you. <clears throat> Sorry. Don't ever apologize. I, <sighs> don't ever apologize. I said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for letting me hold you. Thank you for... Thank you for letting me say goodbye. Thank, just, I just held her. In my 30s, I would go and sleep over there sometimes. And... um. I would lay in her bed and when she would kiss me, she'd say, okay, you go CPCB time, sunshine. She called me sunshine because my hair was really blonde when I was younger. And when the sun came from behind me, it would, you know, just, you know, light up my hair, you know, like a toe head. But she also said the reason she called me sunshine, because she said I light up her life and I would light the room anytime I would go into a room. And, um, so she said, you know, she, when I would sleep over, she would kiss me on my forehead, just like when I was a little girl, and say, okay, honey, you go CPCP times now. And I'd hug her and tell her I love her, and we would go to sleep. And so to have her in my bed at home and her smell and, and, and her hold me and get to hug me and for me to say goodbye was such a tremendous, tremendous gift. And um, I said, you know, I love you. I, I don't want you to go, but you have to go. And she said, well, you have to sleep. Basically, you haven't been sleeping. I said, I know. And she says, you know, basically it wasn't my fault. And had kissed me and I said, all right. She says, all right, you're going to go to sleep and I'm going to go. And I said, okay, thank you. Thank you so much, you know, for visiting me. I love you so much. And I kissed her and I laid on my back and um, 
I, she says, okay, you got to close your eyes. And I said, okay, mama, I love you. So I laid back and I closed my eyes and I felt something tickling my nose. And I'm trying to, you know, I felt like a little kid because I got my right eye kind of peeking at her. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that's my mommy. <laughs> you know, I'm like so excited that I'm seeing her and I'm sad, but I'm elated. But, you know, all these, these emotions are just running through my head. And she's tickling my nose. And I distinctly remember there were three flowers that were put together. And they were kind of like a cornflower blue. And one was tickling my nose. And I said, Mommy, what are you doing? And it just, it seemed strange to me. She says, you know, I want you to smell them. So when you wake up, you'll, you'll smell them. And I didn't understand what she meant by that. Um, so I fell asleep. And I fell into the most peaceful sleep that I had in, in so long since she passed. And I deep, deep sleep. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, yeah, that was like, mm, how you doing, you know? Really good sleep. And I'm stretching. And I look over to my right. And I was startled by the figure of something white. Now, not like black, like a shadow person, but it was a wispy figure of a person. Now, you couldn't, like, make out any of the features. You couldn't make out you know, it, that if it was her, but I knew in my heart and my soul that it was her. And I knew that I was awake. And I'm like, at first, it's kind of scared me. And I screamed a little bit, but then I was instantly covered, um, comforted. And all the whole memory of the dream came rushing back to me. And I could smell her. And I'm like, oh, my God. And just as she noticed that I could notice her, she looked at the window. And again, I got some cheap ass, uh, shades that didn't really cover the whole window <laughs> but she had reached out into the light and she had gone into the light and i never really had any dreams about her since okay wow. so i felt that she had visited me and i got to see her and again unlike the shadow person experience when i saw her this was white like like vape smoke, you know, I can compare it now because I've seen somebody smoking them vape cigarettes, the, the vape smoke kind of, and like I said, the, the face kind of, you know, those, um, when they're, when people are learning how to draw, they kind of use those, those wooden type figures that have like the face and then they have like movable arms and legs. You know what I'm talking about? And when people are learning how to draw, they're like, um, not like stick figures, but kind of like, you can see the head, you can see where you can move the arms and legs. Like you could see the head and the neck, but you couldn't see any features. And again, it was like wispy white and I felt comforted. And like I said, all the memories of the dream had come back to me and I remembered it and I felt comforted. And then she kind of, she turned her head, her arm went to the light and she went right into the light. Wow. So that was a good one. Hmm. I really think she saved my life, you know? Because I was in a, I was in a bad, bad place. I was, I was very depressed, you know. You've, you now. Has this carried over to your son or your kids or anything like that? Other than the, other than the well, shadow people had, thing. I mean, have your children had experiences with their grandmother or anything like that since this happened? Mm -mm, no, not with grandma. Not with my mom. Just them having um, shadow experiences uh, here. They had their own. And they fought it off their own ways. They yelled at it and screamed at it, but they didn't use the name of Jesus or anything like I did. And they didn't want to talk about it, which I understand. 
I'm chatty Kathy. I want to, you know, talk about everything and talk it out and talk about feelings and, you know, and they're like, yeah, it happened. I told it to leave me the hell alone. I swore at it. It was gone. I'm like, okay. My son said he, he like dreams like every single night. Yeah. You know, now, but he can't control them. So what happens in your conscious life? Have, what have you seen? You know, as I said earlier, what have you seen when you're awake though? I mean, do you have... Do you have poltergeist-like activity or anything like that? Have you seen shadow people while you're awake or anything? Yeah. I Well, not while I'm awake. I've had really strange experiences here. I remember it was one time there was this uh, little girl uh, at, you know, where, at school where she's about 16, 17, and her daddy died. And um, she knew that I made jewelry, so she had asked me, she's like, Miss Sam, if I brought you in a piece of the rosary, would you make me some jewelry out of it. I said, yeah, okay. You know, I'll, I'll make it into a little angel charm for a bracelet. So I brought it home and I made her a bracelet and I was just so happy with how it came out. And I put the little, I made the little angel thingy charm and I put it on there. And it, as it was done, I looked at it kind of admiring it, being so excited that I was going to give it to her. And all of a sudden my TV started to digitize and it never did that before. And then the, radio that was in the kitchen that's not plugged in. I only plug it in when I'm going to use it. That thing started to go on and making weird sounds. So I was like, what the heck? So I got this creepy feeling and I was like, all right, if this is Zoe's dad, you know, first of all, you're not welcome here. So, you know, you have to leave. Um, I love your daughter very much. And I'm doing this because she asked me to, so if you're attached to this bead, you can't be here. You need to leave right now in the name of Jesus. You are not welcome. Again, know that I love her, but you need to, you need to get the going. And um, the radio, you know, I went to go look at the radio, and it was still acting funny. And, it, again, it was, it was not plugged into the wall. So I'm like, how the heck is this doing this? So I'm like, you know, again, you have to leave right now in the name of Jesus. You cannot be here. So I wrote her a little, you know, I always write the kids a note if I make them something and just, you know, hey, by the way, this weird experience happened when I was at home. I don't know if that had anything to do with the bead. You probably think I'm crazy. That's okay. Blah, blah, blah. So do the dishes, wash had, the clothes, I, make sure dinner's ready to go. And by the way, the phone floated off of the wall. Also, the dog needs to be fed in a bath. <laughs> exactly. And I hate cleaning the dog. He's big. Yeah. Um, so I had... I told her, I said, oh, you're not going to believe this. And I don't care if you think I'm crazy, but this is what happened. She, and out of nowhere, it's just very matter of fact. She goes, oh yeah, that happens all the time. No, I'm like, no. oh, that crap needs to happen at your house, not at my house. You need to talk to daddy and tell your daddy he ain't welcome in my house. And uh, she goes, all right. <laughs> Gee, lady, I like, just wanted you to make me a piece of jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks for you. So I, I, I really think that it, he was attached to that, to the bead. Um, again, I never, you know, had anything that happened with that particular, whatever it was. And she said it happens all the time at her house with electronic devices. And she thinks that it's her dad. And I'm like, mm. well, you know, you can keep him. Tell him he ain't welcome in my house. You can keep him. Yeah. You <laughs> can't come here. Um, what else? I don't know. I'm not really sure which way you want to go. I'd any way you want, anywhere, any way that's it's comfortable. We've got a little bit of time left, so you know. Um, well, pretty much everything. You sound like it. You've had ghost-like experiences. Have you had anything out of the norm of that? Anything that extends, 
you know, into the realm of high strangeness other than, than the ghost-like experiences, or is it pretty much just locked around ghosts? Well, a lot of that, I, um, some precognition stuff where I would have dreams in sets of three, and after the third time, I would tell my dad, and then he would be like, oh, crap, you know, we got to look out for whatever she's dreaming about. I can remember being about 15, 16, and I had a dream that we were on the, uh, we lived on the third floor. On the second floor was Miss Mwambo. On the first floor was uh, Bonnie. And um, we were on the third floor. And it was my, me, my dad, his girlfriend, and my half-brother and sister. And I had had a dream that um, the place was burning. And it was uh, the whole top floor where we lived was all burnt down, but we weren't there. And we had come home. The top floor and part of the second floor was burnt. That was the first dream. And then the second dream, when we got home, the top floor was burnt, part of the second floor was burnt. And as we, you know, tried to go in through the first floor and up to the second floor, um, people were just kind of screaming a little bit. The place was on fire and, and whatnot. On the third dream, it started all the same as a reoccurring one, but this time this wombo fell through the second floor and died. So I had told my father, I said, you know, Daddy, I, I had one of them dreams again, and it, it, the place is going to burn. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, he, he got a little freaked out. So uh, my uncle had helped him to get into this complex where it's, it used to be called Battle Farm, where um, we moved into one of those places. A couple months later, the third floor burnt, second floor burnt, and Miss Wombolt died of a stroke, but it wasn't due to the place burning. Um, she had died first, but then, and then after the place burnt, the third floor burnt and part of the second floor burnt. And I remember coming home from school one day, he's like, mira, bruja. And I was like, what's up? <laughs> he's like, that, mira, that place, first of all, she died, una bruja, like you're a witch, you know, Miss Womble died. And then a little while after, he's like, guess what? The place burnt down. The place burnt down. I'm like, oh, my God, that's terrible. Well, luckily, we got out of there. And then he just, you know, he was he was a little freaked out. And this was months after. You know, it wasn't like years after. It was months after. But he kind of, you know, heeded the warning because of prior things and instances that happened with me when I was younger that on the third time, if it happened the third time, that it would come true. So he was, you know, in a race to get the hell out of there, and we got out of there. And then, like I said, Miss Miss Wombolt, she had, she was in her 60s, I would guess, and she had fallen down from a stroke, and she had died. And then a little while after that, that's when the place burnt down. So that's some precog stuff. Does that you happen know, that, all the time with you? Or? Me no, I get feelings, and I'll just um, like I have a I have a very um, I have a photographic memory at times. Like if someone had asked me where something was, I'm like, okay, it's here, it's there, it's wherever. Um, back when I was younger and my uncle was on drugs, we couldn't find them. And I'm like, God, I, I got to try to find these things, you know, so he's not continually using. And there was a drop ceiling in one of the closets. And I never knew that there was a drop ceiling in there. And I'm like, there's a drop ceiling. The drugs are in the drop ceiling. And he's like, there's no drop ceiling in here. And I'm like, I'm telling you, there's a drop ceiling. So we go and check all the closets. Well, the one closet that we didn't use, there was a drop ceiling in there. And we reached our hand up into it, and there was a stash of drugs there. 
So those kind of things have happened. Um, I've audibly heard my mom's voice, and it saved me from getting hit by a car. I remember I was on my way to a cake decorating store to get some supplies, and um, I was about to go to start through the light because I was at a red light, and I was about to start to go, and there was a uh, the street that was you know that went across um, this Monte Carlo just barreled through, and just as I was starting to press the gas, I heard my mom's voice yell, "No!" And I put the brakes on real quick, and this Monte Carlo went zooming by at about thirty miles an hour. If it would have hit me, it would have killed me. So I remember just pulling over and just crying my eyes out because uh, I'm like, yeah, it kind of sort of almost got killed right there. But and then just to know that it was her voice, you know, my pastor said it was probably just an angel. And because it was uh, my mom's voice that I probably, you know, heeded it more. But I like to think that it was my mom. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit better than OnStar. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That, wow. Okay. <laughs> a lot better than on Star. Hey, let me help you see You know, save your life a little bit. So, <laughs> so does anything happen to you anymore, or has this stuff started to cool down and go away for the most part, or does it come in waves or cycles, or you know, does it have a pattern to it? It used to, no, I've asked, I've asked God to, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm, my faith has gotten stronger because so much has happened to me over the years that I'm like, I don't want to see anything anymore. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to dream anything. I, I don't want anything to do with this anymore. And I just, I just ask God to, you know, please let it stop. So it's been a, it's been a few years now where, you know, nothing, I've had, I haven't had a bad dream or a uh, night terror in a, in a, in a few years, which is awesome because, you know, hearing and seeing and, and, and whatnot, a lot of things, I don't want to see those things. Um, in my last house, like I said, this was really, really haunted. Um, anywhere from um, the nightmares that were so vivid, you know, they would freak you out. Um, to hearing chanting, to there was something up in that basement. I'll tell you what, I remember going up there and uh, getting some Christmas decorations in in one of the boxes, and it was kind of like a, the, it was this, it's the attic, but the attic had like those tilted uh, roofs, so it was tilted on the inside too. And I remember going up there and, and getting some of the holiday ornaments and whatnot, and just the place getting ice cold, ice cold, like you see in the movies and the breath and all that business. And then just hearing, get out, get out, get out, just screaming. And I'm like, God, bye-bye. <laughs> and just taking the stairs in two jumps and almost killing myself on the way down. And um, that freaking me out. Um, remember seeing hands with males um, up there one other time before it screamed at me to get out and I never wanted to go back up there again at nighttime. The daytime wasn't bad, but at nighttime it was terrible. Um, like I said, that was the same house that, you know, my son and I both saw the same thing. And he said, you know, put the church music on, didn't like the church music. That was the same house that people just fought constantly. Animals would die. Um, people, it was, it was terrible. What a horrible place. And I wonder how it is now. I've asked people, that have lived there 
and no one talks about anything. You know, I'm like, well, have you seen anything weird? They're like, well, what do you mean something weird? They're like, I don't know, like anything weird? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, ghosts, damn it. You see any demons or ghosts? <laughs> <And> they're, like, <laughs> they're like, no, I, I haven't really seen anything or felt anything. I'm like, ain't that a bitch? I'm wondering if things had followed me or, or what went on because it was horrible there. And the place that I'm living in now when I first came here, the place was crazy ha- uh, haunted. And the Baptist lady uh, that lived two doors down from me, we'll live in a cul-de-sac. And the Baptist lady that lived a few doors down from me, uh, she had uh, told me how to get rid of, you know, the things in the house and put holy water and oil over the doors and all that business. And I didn't know to do any of that because I would tell her half the things that would happen. And I remember when my mom was alive, she would come over and she's, we'd be sitting in the living room and my husband would be at work and my son would be sleeping. And she'd say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come over when you had all that company. I'm like, what company? She goes, I have a bunch of people talking in the other room. I'm like, uh-huh. ah, nobody's here. And that's not funny. <laughs> and she's like, no, they're having full on conversations in the other room. I'm like, stop playing. I, I will hit you. I love you, but I'll hit you. Um, I can remember things would be missing all the time. Car keys would go missing. This would be missing. Uh, my dog, <laughs> my dog would freak me out because he'd be, he was a big German shepherd and he'd, <laughs> and he'd, he'd hold his breath and kind of look slowly to the right. I'm like, Hey, Hey, stop it. Stop. I will hit you. Stop. <laughs> That's not cool. And sometimes he would look in the other room and whimper and then go into the bathtub. Um, he did that, you know, now and then. And there would be things outside that would freak us out. I think, honestly, we had an elemental outside, too, that um, it was like the size of a, um, a ping pong ball. It was very strange. I, um, I'm sorry if I'm going all over the place. It's just I'm no. trying to think of. No, it's fine. Sorry. No, it's they, fine. It's cool. We have something. We have something in Spanish. We call it diarrea de boca. That means diarrhea of the mouth. And I have yeah. to have that every now and then. Just got to give me some toilet paper and tell me to shut up. <laughs> oh. No, we got a few minutes. You're fine. You're fine. I can remember being outside and working um, in, the, uh, in the yard. I love working with my hands and being outside and working in the yard and whatnot. And I was um, cutting a lot of the older um, greenery from the middle of the garden. I have a huge flower bed that's in the shape of like a jelly bean. It's probably about 30 feet long and it parts 10 feet wide or about 15 feet wide. So it was, it was dark and I would, I would work right up till seven, eight o'clock at night during the summer and, and just working on the yard and whatnot. And I remember that some of the, um, the lilies, uh, that would come up the greenery after the flower would die down, the greenery would be at least uh, two, three feet high. Um, and I would go and just kind of, you know, cut it down. <laughs> I can remember one time, one of these weird elemental things, there was like a ball I could see from behind me. So if I'm looking forward and I'm reaching down to get some of the greeneries and, and cut it, there was like a ball of light that was just behind me that I could see between my legs and it lit up because I was, remember, it's dark outside and I can only see with a little bit with the spotlight that was coming uh, from the side of the house. It lit up and just went from behind my head to in front of me and then landed in the grass and then went out. And I was like, okay, it looks like I'm done for tonight. 
Um, <laughs> listen, whatever you are, y'all can keep the garden. I'll only work on it in the daytime. Um, don't be coming in my house. Uh, my house is blessed. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Leave me alone. And, it, it, you know, again, we would see this little weird ball. It just like, plop, and you could feel uh, the huff of air as it hit in front of me. Um, and I was like, okay, great. Now we got elementals. Are you freaking kidding me right now? <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Awesome. <laughs> now that you've had all this mm-hmm. stuff happen to you, what is your grand theory of all this stuff that has happened to you? Do you, do you believe that it's ghosts? Do you believe it's demonic? Do you believe it's just, uh, or do you believe that there's just other things out there that we're not capable of understanding? Where do you fall on the spectrum? I think coming from a Christian perspective now that a lot of it is demonic. Okay. And people are like, I can just, I can hear the eyes rolling in the back of people's head. And that's, that's fine. Cause you know, opinions like a buttholes, everyone's got one. And this is my opinion and this is my butthole. <laughs> so just saying, I think that if it's demonic, it's demonic. If it's a ghost, if it's a ghost, I mean, it depends on how you feel about it. It depends on what your belief system is. Um, some people I can remember saying, you know, oh yeah, I saw uh, a shadow person, but it didn't scare me. And I saw one that looked like Jolly the Green Giant. Well, I'm happy for you, but that crap scared me and I'm not trying to have anything to do with it. Um, but then there were other things like, you know, I thought I had an alien experience and I'm like, okay. Um, but here's the thing. I think that if your faith helps you to have a sense of peace, and helps you not to be afraid, then that's a perspective that you need to take. I think that, I don't think it's right for anybody to have to, and I I slept with the light on until my late 30s, okay? I don't have to sleep with the light on anymore uh, because I have that peace that these things can't harm me anymore. They're not going to wreck my dreams anymore. What does stink is that I can't fly in my dreams anymore, but I do know when I'm dreaming, that's cool. I think that having control of my dreams and flying, I think that I'm not having those dreams anymore because when I would stay too long in the dream world, I can remember seeing hooded figures, and the longer I stayed in that dream realm, the closer they would get to me, and I'm like, okay, I gotta stop. I gotta wake up now. These things are getting too close. So, I think that with all the things that have happened to me in my past, and wishing that I would never go through those things again, for me, it works. It depends what works for you. Um, for the lady that was on your other show, wishing that she would see a lot of these things, be careful what you wish for, because sometimes you don't understand what the consequences are. If you want peace and you can come up with, you know, if you if you want peace and you have a faith that's going to help you through that, then by all means, research that faith, you know, get into it and, and look for that peace. But don't be looking for that peace and then think you're going to have one foot on the this side of the fence and another foot on the other side of the fence. Because remember, you got that bulky, bulky part of the fence right in your crotch that if you land, <laughs> you're going to feel it. You can't have one side and the other. You can't have both. Lily, I love you. (laughs) I've missed you so much. You are the most prolific person we have ever had on here. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. That's amazing. Oh. (laughs) 
Yeah. I've, what are you going to do? I, I've often told people, people have asked me, well, what is your advice? I want to get into this kind of stuff. I, I want to research this kind of stuff. I want to go ghost hunting or I want to do this or I want to see a UFO. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. You, you just don't want to do it. Here's what's crazy, though. Here's what's crazy. I would watch those ghost hunting shows and whatnot. And recently, I'm starting to get a little scared by watching them uh, because some of the EVP that are happening now, if they're real, holy crap, holy crap on a cracker. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this ghost adventures that are happening right now, the shows that they're having right now, and, and some of the, the experiences that they're having, if they're true, if what we're seeing isn't just entertainment, and if they're true, that veil, whatever you want to call it, it's getting thinner and thinner and thinner. See, that's and not again, a problem for me. What side of the fence you're going to be on? I don't believe in any of the stuff that I see paranormal wise on television anymore because uh, I, I've done it. You know, I, I've been out, I've done ghost hunting, I've actually captured EVP of my own. Um, and it just seems like, in my opinion, this is just coming from me, and my little skeptical voice shoots off, the world of paranormal television over the last couple of years has taken a huge downfall. It's I think yeah. they got to a point where it was just completely oversaturated. Every network, every network. I'm surprised the cooking channel mm -hmm. did not have a paranormal-related television show of some kind. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, everybody had some kind of paranormal reality television show at some point and i think the market just got incredibly saturated by it and to the point also where people that were behind the scenes in the industry a lot of them came out and said listen this is what's going on my contract has expired or this happened or that happened and i think it's just gotten to the point where it was so oversaturated they have to start pushing the boundaries to try to keep people interested in these kind of shows because they're money makers they're very easy and cheaply produced yeah. You know, they don't, there's, there's not a whole lot of work that really goes into them. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So now when I see these shows getting more incredibly, mm -hmm. more fantastical and fantastical, I, I immediately start to wonder, it's like, all right, is, is this happening simply to keep people watching the show to keep the topic interesting? Cause really paranormal television, it gets boring really, really fast. How many times can you have yeah. somebody explain what an EVP is or something right. like that, you know? And if you've seen one or two ghost hunting shows, you've seen all of them. In you've one seen way. them all. Yeah. Yeah, that's the truth. So That's the truth. I still like those ones that talk, that, you know, like talk about their experiences and whatnot. Even if they do have them where they have these B actors that may or may not look like them, I prefer the ones that look like them and not some skinny chick and then some fat chicks, you know, portraying her and vice versa. Yeah. But yeah. I do like the ones with... Um, with the, their experiences, because just like me relating what has happened to me, I like to hear experiences from other people. And it's, to me, it's like, okay, uh, do I believe them or do I not believe them? Well, it depends on the person. I mean, my uncle can tell you some stuff that happened in Puerto Rico that you're like, are you kidding me? I love listening to his stories because he's the type of person, he's the type of uncle where if my father would tell a tall tale, you would go to this, this, you know, to my uncle and say, so is it true that daddy has a black belt? And he'd say, well, if it's a Pierre Cardin, then yes, it is. You know, he would, he would <laughs> tell you the truth. You know, you know, you could go to him and ask him anything. And <laughs> he's the type of person that you want to hear those stories because you know every single thing that comes out of his mouth is true. He has he's integrity. He has, he has integrity. And that's what I want to have, you know, when I tell the things that happened to me. I want people to believe me because I know that I have integrity. Now, people that don't know me, 
they're going to be like, well, you know, maybe it happened, maybe you're not. But the people that know me know that I tell the truth and, and I have integrity. Where so you the, can choose to believe me or choose not to believe me. I don't care. Here's the other thing. I should have asked this at the beginning of the show. You don't have a blog. You don't have a book. You don't have, there, there's nothing out there that you're trying to sell. Um, no. I know for, for, for us and podcasting wise, we mentioned it before we started recording the show that you pretty much just vanished, you know, after, after the whole Erie forums went down and stuff and TJ went off the air and, and Erie moved on to whatever the format there are now, you really just went into obscurity. You know, you used to post a lot of stuff and then poof, that was it. You were gone. And, uh, when Manny brought you up, it was like, wow, I wonder if we can find her. I wonder if we can talk to her. I wonder if she'll come on and tell these things, but you're not out here trying to sell anything to anybody. You, you don't want to use no. your real name. You know, this, no. you're not looking for fame or anything like that. You know, <laughs> actually, when I talked mm-hmm. to you originally on the phone, you were kind of hesitant about, about coming on here and talking about this stuff, which I can understand, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't, you're not doing this for a money grab or anything like that. No, I mean, I, I posted all those experiences back in the day because, again, it was all new and I couldn't believe that other people were dealing with those things and, and we had developed a trust. I mean, it's uh-huh. like, you know, when you tell somebody something that happened, you know, little by little, you start unraveling a little bit more. You know, you get all those onion peels and you go like, okay, well, this happened to me or really then this happened to me. And again, you got that trust. And so you don't feel like these people are going to judge you or think you're crazy. So when, to use your words, how I kind of dropped off you know, I stopped posting or whatever. It's just because TJ was gone and, and Erie was gone. And I'm like, okay, so you start back at square one. Nah, no, thank you. So yeah, when right. I got the call, you know, before with the, uh, with the whole, Hey, do you want to, I'm like, okay, well, I trust stars. Okay. Oh, I remember Lobo. Okay. No problem. You, know, <laughs> you get that trust again. You know? That's why I said, if you want to like call one of us and feel us out, you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> It's like when you, it's like when you go to a Puerto Rican party and and the 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 uncle would send the auntie to the party and say, hey, when you go there, make sure you make me a plate. Who's who's cooking the food? So and so, okay, make me a plate, make me a plate. So yeah. she's got to go and make a plate and then bring you some home. You know, you it depends on who you trust. If you're gonna get a plate or not. Hey, yep. <laughs> See, that's another thing. So, that, you know. That- People don't understand about this kind of stuff, you know, when they when they have these experiences and stuff, it can affect you, but in the long run, you still got to get up and go to work in the morning and you still got to pay your bills and you still got to take care of your family yeah. and stuff like that. Preach so, that. you know, but the That's other true. side of it is is that it, it was like I it was like I told Liz when she was on the show, when when you peer into this stuff, sometimes it has a habit of peering back and you may get you may get more than what you bargained for and you may get you may get unusual yeah. things happen to you in strange ways. And I've seen one of two things happen. I, well, I've seen a few more, but it usually rounds out to one of these two things. You have people that, that are believers in this kind of stuff. And when it happens for good or bad, they accept it or whatever, and it affects their life in some way. And then you have people that don't believe in this kind of stuff. And when it happens, they either have a hard time dealing with it because it goes against what they believe in their skeptical view of things or they just rationalize it off in some way to be able to move on with what they do. And the best you'll get out of them is, yeah, something weird happened. I can't explain it. And that's the only way I can really deal with it. So I'm going to move on. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you know something though, it also depends, I think too, with the ethnic background, because there's a lot of ethnic backgrounds that, you know, like in the Hispanic culture, that a lot of us will be like, yes, I know somebody that was, you know, in brujeria, I knew somebody that did this, I know that. And I think we're much more open to talk about those experiences. 
Um, so I think that has a, a little bit of an effect. Yeah, too. there's the, yeah the background background yeah, does have a huge a, effect. Yeah, it can have a key role in it as well. Um, it's it's just one of those things. But it's you know I've said it many times. I think everybody in some way or another has a story, and that's the truth. It's just a matter mm-hmm. of how you want to view that story or how you want to accept it or how you want to rationalize it and move on from it. And then you have people that have had stories that don't want to, like I myself don't want to have any more experiences. I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little played Same. out, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm always you can keep that. It. You can keep that. I've, well, I've talking I've, about it from the way back days is, is, is damaging enough, you know, just reliving that and seeing all those visions back in your head. That's, it's still, you know, well, I you come think from about it, that, you're like, wow. I come from it from a point of, of frustration, and I'm always – people who listen to this show and who know me know that I'm in this constant battle of being a skeptic or being a believer, and I always fall – I try very hard to fall in the middle of that. I try to be agnostic about everything and fall right dead center in the middle. But um, it's one of those things where it's like I, I, I don't want to have an experience and not get anything. Like if, if, I'm, if a UFO is going to fly over me – you know, it's like, well, if, if you're just going to fly over me and say, hi, I'm a UFO, I'm flying by you, and and that's it. You know, it's like, well, if you're not going to give me any kind of context or meaning out of the experience, then what's, I don't want to have the experience. You know, if I, if you're sure. not, I got to watch what I say, because next week I'll probably be abducted. But <laughs> you're looking oh, for a reach around. No, I'm not. Oh, I, I wouldn't really put it that way, but, you know. Too late, I did. You know, and um, it's like, all right, well, I'm not I'm not getting anything out of this other than, okay, I, I, yes, I'm seeing a ghost or I'm seeing an alien or I'm, I'm seeing a UFO or something like that, but I'm not getting any answers out of this. And it's also like if I get an answer, what's the point going to be of it? No one's going to believe it. So, you know, like, why even bother with it? You know, <laughs> you're kind of wasting your time with me. Move on to the next person that's going to have... I, I could just see myself having an argument with some kind of an alien. An alien, a ship lands, an alien walks out and, and like tries to communicate with me, and I'm gonna be the total smartass and be like, "Listen, and if you're not you're gonna be dead, if you're not here to tell me anything significant, I gotta go because the wave's waiting for milk and eggs right now. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> you got a message for me because I didn't even graduate from high school. So, <laughs> you know, so it, you know it's. I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of that person now where it's kind of like all right you're paranormal you're something from the other it's let's get this over with come on man I got I got things to do here you know <laughs> and right. everything on the other side's gonna be like no no that's not how this works this is it's this and that and I'm like no 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 I don't have time for this you don't understand <laughs> let's talk you more work yeah you. let's go <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, just I'm, me I'm, personally. I'm cool. I'm done with experiences. I'm not trying to have any more. I don't want anything to do with them anymore. You've got enough to, I have enough in, in my head that uh, swim around there. I don't need to be seeing anymore. So basically, I hope I never see anything ever again. Of all the experiences that you've had, because you've had many, you've never gotten any yeah. kind of overarching grand message or anything like that um, to take away or anything like that. You've just had weird stuff happen to you. I think that um, the message that I had. I think it all culminated to a lot of things. Um, one major thing being, if you don't want it, if it scares you, that, again, your faith can, can help you to get rid of whatever's scaring you. That you should not have fear. Fear's not cool. You know, um, you shouldn't be scared to go to sleep. You shouldn't be scared to, to, you know, shut the light off. You shouldn't be scared that when you go into your backyard, if something's going to get you. You know, fear's not cool. And um, there's ways to deal with fear. 
So for those people that have fear, um, whether it be from ghosts or from something demonic or something evil or something whatever, that there are ways uh, to deal with it um, and, and, and to help you. And mine just comes from a Christian background. You know, it just, it, it still boggles my mind that why a lot of people would say with aliens, if you evoke the name of Jesus, that it goes away. You know, why is that? It's still, I still can't wrap my head around that. So then it does make a lot of people think that maybe these things are demonic. Who knows? You know, why do they go away? Um, when, it, you know, and I had a, a lucid dream with um, a bulbous headed freaky alien too, that left marks on my skin. I took pictures of them and sent them in. You know, and they eventually they disappeared. Um, so it's like, first of all, don't touch me. Second of all, don't touch me. And third of all, don't <laughs> put no marks on my skin. Um, and that's the only alien experience I ever had. But it, it those alien experiences that it freaks me out. Um, I'm I'm happy for the things that don't live on this planet. You know, stay off my planet. Um, don't come to my planet. I don't want to talk to you. Hashtag um, Trump's America. As, as I'm concerned, you ain't right. Excuse me? I said hashtag Trump's Finnegan? America. Hashtag Trump's America. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Good God in heaven. He an alien. But anyway, um, yeah. I, this, there's so many, like Bigfoot, I, wow. The experience that people talk about with when Bigfoot and those other things, I truly believe that those things do exist. Have I ever seen one? No. I got some uncles that are big and hairy, but no, never seen anything like that. You know, when it comes to um, elementals, I definitely, I believe that those things exist. I think I've seen them. Um, When it comes to fairy folk in other countries and whatnot, if so many people are are taking their buildings and they're going around these certain things, there's got to be something to it. You know, there has to be something to it. Um, again, every experience that someone has that has to be some sort of kernel of truth to it, in my opinion. Otherwise, why would people keep having the same types of experiences all over the world? Hmm. All right. Well, we've had you on here for over an hour now. It's been fun talking to you. You are one of the most unusual people that I, I think we've ever talked to in regards to these kinds of experiences. I've, I've never heard anybody quite go off the way you do, which is a lot of fun. All right. <laughs> no, don't apologize. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Um, it's, it's been great talking to you, and I, I'm, I'm really glad that you came out of hiding to come out and do this for us. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening right now that are really happy to hear your voice. Actually, as we were doing this show, I, I sent TJ a text last week that we we're going to be doing it, and he sent me a text saying to, uh, as we were recording this, to say that uh, he's glad that you're here and uh, you're one of his favorite people, and he wishes he wishes Yay! well for you and hope that you're all doing good. And I know he's going to be listening, so... <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, nobody's hiding. I'm a big girl. Uh, big girls don't hide well, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm in plain sight. And just, you know, <laughs> don't eat my food. So, yeah. Normally, this is the part where I ask a guest, okay, go ahead and push whatever you want, but you've got nothing to promote or anything like that. You just came on here and decided no, to sir. tell your stories and, and all those kind of things. And for the most part, you're not somebody who's looking to be found. So that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's all good. I mean, I just hope that you guys have um, more people you know, on with like experience and stuff like that. Um, there, there is, there's a few out there. We've got a few lined up down the road to come in and tell their stories. And, uh, you know, it's just, 
it, it's strange because you either have people that really, really, really want to tell their stories. And then you've also got people that the ones that I'm curious about that are like, well, they really don't want to tell their stories. And then they do tell their story. And it's like, well, you need to come out and talk, you know, talk about this and, and tell people this stuff. Cause everybody thinks yeah. that these stories are cookie cutter and fit into certain things. And they're not always that way. So, no. and then no, there's people that come on and we have to literally, it's like pulling teeth to get them to talk. It's, it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. But we've gotten better about that. Cause we kind of, we have, people a but little bit more, oh. you know, <laughs> we've 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 gotten a lot better about vetting people and, and and actually kind of you know trying to dig a little bit deeper for the most part. So all right, Lily, well we're gonna let you go, but don't hang up. Okay. Um, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Thank, Thank you very you, much Lili. for doing this. Back and, at you, um, no worries. I know you're not on Facebook. I wish you were. I would tell you to jump in and join our page, but I know you're not on there, so I can't really tell no, you. No, I that. don't do the Pache book. <laughs> no Pache book here. I only I do it for the show. I barely get on the computers. The computer is some Fache book, not my thing. Book. I have the cell phones and the... Yeah. Oh. No. All right, sweetheart, well, you take care. It's been fun talking to you. Right on. Love take you, care. Lily. God bless. Back at you. So that was Lily Mama of old school Erie Radio fame, and I hope all you old school fans got a kick out of hearing her. I love um, her. She's something. <laughs> she's a firecracker. Absolutely. She reminds me. I don't know why, but she reminds me of Lois Griffin, Peter Griffin's wife. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're not. You have, okay. Good. Yep. I didn't want to yeah, be the Puerto only Rican one. Version of it. Yeah, because she's weird. She'll go right from. Sorry, Lily. She'll go right from total you know, New England, Massachusetts, you know, accent, badass kind of thing. She'll go right into Puerto Rican mode and then yeah. fall right back into New England again. <laughs> like That's who like, we are, man. She's got this little switch. It's like New England, Puerto Rican, New England, Puerto Rican. You know, she just clicks this switch and goes back and forth. So what does she Puerto say? Puerto England. Opinions are like buttholes and this is my butthole and I've got yeah. one. <laughs> oh, I love her. She's amazing. Uh, she's definitely strong in her faith. It's, Absolutely, it's, you know it's something. Which I've heard that you can't begrudge her for that. It's 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 weird at how this stuff ties together because there's been you know sometimes when people dispel this stuff, it's they use whatever they believe in or whatever anger they have to dispel it. Yep. And if that's what her you know her she uses her faith to dispel these things when these happen. But you know I've I've had other stories of people that are like, yeah, I was confronted with this and then I just got angry and I pushed back at it. I believe. Um, I know if he hears this, he's going to correct me. But I think even Ritzman said to a point that that's how he fought some of this stuff off. He just, whatever anger he had inside of him, he just pushed back with it. Mm. And this stuff seems to react to whatever that is in whatever way, whatever you use as your grounding to push it back. So sure. I think even you've said that at some point or another. Oh, I yeah. Remember, so. I've used but, it numerous uh, times. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, other great shows are coming on the horizon here pretty quick. Um, we are going to take a break around mid-February, um, probably take a week, maybe two off, but definitely take a week off. It hasn't been real bad yet because all these shows have been falling into place properly and I haven't felt that burnout yet. And that it's been fun. We've been learning new stuff and doing different things. Um, and we've got some really cool shows that are coming up that I'm just really, really excited to do and stuff that's sure really neat. 
And you've got some fi- you've got some uh, fishing hooks out there trying to pull. Some I do. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You know, I'm not. I won't. I won't be surprised if they don't. If they don't fall through, or if they do fall through, I won't be surprised if they do fall through. So. Um, yeah, and I'm going to say it right now. Before the end of February, there will be a spark recorded. <laughs> that and you can mark me on that because okay. I already have this shit together. No, I already have it together. Do you still have the recording program on the new computer, or are we going to have to do this the other way? I I got it. Okay. Um, okay. Now I know before before the show started, I, I put a little caption in front of it about the audio quality, and I made a little snark about John. So here's the story. <laughs> <laughs> One of our listeners, John, who's a guy that we picked up through Real Nerds, and uh, me and Chuck hung out with him down in Texas. He's a hell of a nice guy. He cooks a really good steak. Wait, he's a nice guy and he's a good cook. Why is he listening to us? And he lives in Texas. Not that I ah. hold that against him, but um, <laughs> you know, it's really weird because like we've we've picked up a lot of listeners from Wheel Nerds. You know, a because Chuck's on the show and he's a good friend of the show. Um, Chuck. And um, but there's a lot of people that are listening to it now that I wouldn't expect to listen to our show because of the kind of subjects and things that we cover. Because we cover weird paranormal sometimes. And people have their reservations about that, which is fine. By the way, offshoot, if people are wondering when all the sciencey stuff and all that's coming, that's coming down the road too. We're setting up oh, another yeah. show with Tyler coming up um, at your behest, actually. So, yeah. anyways, um, John wrote in and he sent this to me. I'm not going to use his last name. Remind me not to listen to your podcast as I sleep. I dreamed you guys were going over my tax return on the podcast, and I was like, what? "Uh, okay." <laughs> Why would he you says, do yeah. these tax? Yeah, weird dream. You told me, you told Lobo you had my permission to look it up because I said if, I said if you can get it, if you can get it, you can have it. (laughs) So apparently if we do John's taxes and we can get all the, you know, returns and stuff like that, then, then we can, I don't know, I I, I guess we get his taxes or whatever. I don't even know how to Um, respond to that. I would want his motorcycle. I'm not going to say what motorcycle it is, but it's a beautiful motorcycle and it looks really nice, but he's had a share of problems with it, which kind of sucks. So yeah, what I, I would still take his motorcycle. No, it's not a Harley. He's not a dumbass. <laughs> well, I shouldn't Whoa, say what that. The, what? No, what are you doing? I shouldn't say. Actually, funny story. I'll go motorcycle white. Is okay. it a Ural? No, it's not a Ural. It's not a urinal. Um, it's not a urinal. It's not a urinal. You hear that, Chuck? He called it something you piss on. <laughs> he already knows it. He's already heard that yeah. before. I was at his house, and there was a story that had pertained to me to this Harley that I acquired, and it was a big, long story. And if you listen to me on oh. Wheel Nerds telling the story, you know the story. So I'm over at John's house. And we had just had dinner, and he's showing us his really cool motorcycle he's got. There's not very many of them. They're very pricey. They're very, very cool bikes. There's some glitches and stuff with them, however. And I was like, yeah, I was the guy on Will Nerds that told the story about the Harley. And John looks at me. He goes, oh, you're that guy. And I was like, yeah, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I am. I'm, wow, that's a really nice Honda you got sitting over there in the corner or Kawasaki or Suzuki or whatever it is. Can we change the subject now? <laughs> a real shame if something happened so, to it. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, that's. That's pretty much all I think I've got to say. I know once we get done here. Um, okay, wait. Yeah, you know what? I need to bring this up because I've caught a little bit of flack for it. Oh, not bad now? flack. When we were talking about what shows and stuff we were going to cover and what we are going to cover, um, I think it's safe today that the this year and fecal matter shows are done. Yep. Uh, yeah, those are done. Um, we also forward any complaints to lobo13th at gmail.com. No, I'll take the heat for it as well. 
<laughs> it was fun the first time we did it. Everybody liked it. And then everybody said, we're going to do it again. And then the last time we did it after I recorded, I was like, you know what? This is, it was fun the first time, but it's kind of becoming dumb. And the same thing with the Florida shows, everybody covers Florida now. For the most part, everybody covers Florida. And I just don't want to do the Florida summertime Florida shows anymore. I mean, for me, the only thing that was cool about it, I'm like, okay, it's summertime time for us to cover Florida, but it's just, everybody covers Florida. Everybody mm-hmm. covers the weirdness that happens down in Florida and the strangeness and the odd stupidity. Um, I do still think I want to do the fast food freak out crazy food shows though. Um, mm. For now, I still want to do them. And if only because a lot of listeners contribute to that and we've got, Jason and you know, the whole taco dot, dot, dot bell thing, you know, from <laughs> Logan. And, you know, there's, there's kind of, th- th- that's kind of been there almost since the beginning with us, I think. So I, I kind of think I still want to do that for the most part. And I still find st- articles of people just beating each other with food. I don't know what the deal is with people wanting to like to beat the shit out of each other with burritos, but they're still, I don't know. It's so fun. We may still, I had a hot dog burrito today. Uh, did you? Uh, what? Yeah, I made it myself. You made a hot dog burrito. I did. Man. Go ahead. Talk shit. No. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I I, will say this, though. Um, Lisa, I went over to her house a couple of nights ago, and she found this Asian supermarket up here that had, like, three aisles, like, long aisles of nothing but ramen noodles. And as you know, we have the Project Archivist Ramen Noodle Exchange Network. Um, and she's like, come on over to my house. I got to show you. So I get over there and she's got this giant countertop just filled with all these different varieties of ramen noodles. And she's like, what do you want to make? And I'm like, uh, salt to water intake ratio. But yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that was something. <laughs> she's like, funny. look at all these ramen noodles I've got. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't wow. know they made this. Big. And then she shows me this picture of like, she's like, this is aisle number one. This is aisle number two, and this is aisle number three, and I'm like, they're all ramen noodles from Florida. She's like, yeah, these are these are grocery length aisle long aisles with nothing but ramen noodles. I'm like, they make that many different varieties of freaking ramen. Yeah, yeah, they make a ton of varieties. Yeah, so I have a feeling that I'm gonna go there and blow a shit ton of money on ramen noodles for some stupid reason, which Chuck's gonna get a care package. But you'll have another care package coming here pretty soon. We're putting one together for you. Who was? What? You do? Yeah, we're we're putting for what? Just, I always mail you a care package every year for whatever reason. You do? Yeah, I mailed you one last year, and I think I mailed you the one the year before. Yeah, I did. I mailed you the year before. I made you. I mailed you a bunch of Fago, and then yeah. last year I oh, mailed you. Oh, you did, a... and that was, dude. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, kids consumed it all, didn't they? No. No. Why? No. What? Whoa, no. What? No. Come on, tell me about the. They Fago. drank the. They drank the candy apple. I know they drank can't, that. No, I drank the candy apple. Okay. I kept that away from them. Cotton candy. That's what the other one they was. They drank the cotton candy. Yeah. I drank all. I drank. I was working on my deck, sweating my balls off, and I drank that entire two-liter bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then last time I mailed you some small bottles of Fago and a couple of uh, My Little Pony ornaments. Uh, and then this year. Yeah, joke's on you. I used those. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you did. And we've got another cool one coming for you that Angie found. Um, cool. Oh, my God. It's the first time I've ever said my wife's name on the air. Oh, no. I'll leave it in. My wife's name's Alicia. I'll leave it in. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, we found you another ornament. Anyways, we're beginning to babble. So next week, same bat time, same bat channel. We'll be covering more strange and odd unusual stories with yet another guest. (laughs) Yes, we will. (laughs) We are going to cover. I will say this, though. If all goes well, we are doing a Valentine's oriented show this year, and we're not doing it on serial killers. Nope. 
but we're gonna touch on uh, we're gonna touch on paranormal erotica if all goes as planned. <laughs> <laughs> it should go over well. <laughs> I think it'll be all right. Anyways, this is Rojan. Peace out from Detroit. This is Lobo from Connecticut. I'm still here. I'm not going anywhere. You're stuck with me. Did you get a lot of snow up there by chance? Did your did um you... not particularly? No. No. Did the freezing rain and everything come through? Oh, we didn't get any of that. We yeah, we didn't either. That. We didn't either. Oh, we got none of that. We got uh, last storm was about eight inches of snow. Yeah. And then it was 55 degrees, like three days later. Yeah, we're going to so. be back up in the 50s. I think in the next two days we're going to go back up into the yep. 50s again, which is fine yep. with me. Completely fine <sighs> with that. Dude, as long as the snow falls in higher elevations and we don't have a drought this year, I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right, peace, folks. Bye-bye. I don't know. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are under when you're down. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. When you're strange, when you're strange, when you're strange People are strange, when you're a stranger Faces look ugly, when you're alone Women seem wicked, when you're unwanted Streets are uneven, when you're down Strange.